Welcome to Das W. David and Aaron save the world. <laughs> episode, you you heard it here, episode 21. That's right. We're in the big 20s now. Yes, yes. Basically <laughs> in our second podcast season. So, uh, no, our third. Our third podcast season. We're going by 10s? Is that how we're going? Maybe. We might go by 7s or 15s. <laughs> Although... Let's just change it up each time. I... <laughs> each season's a different length. What if we did the seasons in length in a continual triangle sum? So the first season was only one episode. Uh-huh. The second season was the next two episodes. The third season is the next three episodes. So that would put us at what? Like season 7 or so? Okay, perfect. No, 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 I like yeah. this. I like this. <laughs> it's simple. Kind of. I will say, there is like a clear like style difference. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's just because we were both crazy single people or something. But like before we were married to like after we were married, I feel like those are two different seasons of the podcast. Really? So we just need to find that episode and like split them. Because, I don't know, maybe we're more mature... More wise. <laughs> We've experienced more in life, obviously. So right. it's just it's just one of those things. It's just how it is. It's <laughs> so weird. I I haven't listened to a lot of the old episodes lately, but I think part of it too is it also correlates very much with when we were doing it together in person, mm. and when we started doing it remotely. Right. So right. that might be more of the factor than anything else. But like, okay. I don't know. You can I can feel a, a like a distinct shift a little bit in the style of the podcast, but Yeah, yeah. Well, it feels like yeah, well and and then partially too it's like the the podcast it like evolves and molds into closer and closer to what like is natural for it to be. Right. When we start the podcast, it was like this is what we're going to do and then we did that and then the more we did that, <laughs> we the... just talked about whatever we wanted to, to start pretty much. And then <laughs> right. Right. And then we started getting consistent trends in our behavior. Right. And the, yeah, exactly. And then slowly it's been solidifying into a more mature podcast, you know, for, <laughs> for, you know what I really think the difference is, is that <laughs> I can't see your face when we're podcasting. And so I'm not laughing as much. <laughs> Because I'm just not seeing your facial expressions and everything. <laughs> and so I think that's the only difference now that I think about it is just yeah. I'm not constantly laughing to myself in the background that's, that's, uh... as I see all your gestures, the things we discuss. Okay. Okay. But... That's, that's, I, I, that's, a, that's uh, there's a fine line between like a, a compliment and an insult. And so I'm just like, Ooh, which, which side does it go? Which side does it go? <laughs> That is definitely a compliment, my friend. You do not need to worry about that. Thank you, my friend. I am very remorseful that I don't get to see you in person when we do the podcast anymore. Same. It's a different animal now, and I don't know if it'll ever go back. Maybe one day we will be able to do it in person again for a special episode of the podcast. Yes. We do, we could do a live a live episode like with an audience and stuff. That sounds horrible. <laughs> yeah, doing it in front of a live audience, though, yeah, that would be really awkward. <laughs> I don't really? think people that listen realize how much I take out of the podcast <laughs> <laughs> when I edit it. 
Uh, yeah, I'm glad you take out so much. I always listen to the podcast after you're done editing, and I think, wow, I'm really smart and funny. <laughs> but really, I think you're just like, I think you're just editing out every part that makes me not look smart and funny. And so I'm just growing this massive ego. <laughs> and what, what the what the listeners don't know is we record like five hours of podcast, <laughs> and I have to edit that down <laughs> into two hours or less after Aaron's ramblings and ranting my and and, uh. <laughs> my babblings and umings and <laughs> david's constant explanations <laughs> i drop constantly into physics descriptions that all get cut out <laughs> yeah i keep bringing up quantum mechanics and general oh relativity my gosh we just Wait. Have to keep taking those out Wait, so I got a question for you, David. Okay. How, okay, so I understand computers to some degree, okay? I started a CS degree, and so I, I had to take those classes that teach you how computers work. But I do not understand quantum computing. How, do you, <laughs> can you explain that in any way? Because I, I don't understand, because I thought the whole point of the quantum level of stuff is that it was just nonsense. Like, it was just in and out and just does whatever it wants to, and it's like... You can't predict it. Like, do you do you really want me to do this right now on the I, podcast? <laughs> probably not. I, I probably will just end up cutting this out if we go talking about this right now. But. No, no, we could talk about it later. I'll still have that question later because I saw I saw a news update lately, so it's kind of back into my head. But it's a it's a question I've had for a long time because it's like I've I, I, I see I saw one I read one article that was like. They got this quantum computer up to sixty percent accuracy, and I was like, sixty percent accuracy sucks. <laughs> like that's really bad <laughs> for yeah. a computer. That's bad. Like one plus one equals who knows? You know, one out of every two times, it's gonna get it totally wrong. It's like, what am I supposed to do with that? You know, that's not a good calculator. <laughs> All right, well, now you're bringing it up. You've unleashed the beast. No. I'm going to have to explain <laughs> this. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, very quickly. Okay, I'm ready. I'm sorry for laughing. I think I opened a can of worms that I wasn't ready for. <laughs> I don't think I understand it still. Um... <laughs> that was a fabulous we'll, explanation. We'll need to talk about this later, and I probably should just cut that out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or leave it in. I don't know. That's pretty, um, yeah, we'll have to talk about that. That's very interesting. Anywho, should we talk about our first follow-up item? Yes, we should. <laughs> Instead of quantum mechanics. <laughs> Instead of quantum mechanics. Yes, please. I would be happy to get to our next, our first follow-up item. Okay, so we both looked at the emoji list that we did last time. Mm -hmm. And we both came up with new second editions of that emoji ranking system. Yep. Neither of us has seen has seen the others ranking right. system. So we're gonna look at them right now. Do you wanna go first with yours or do you wanna go? Uh, with mine I wanna first? look at yours first, if that's alright. 
All right, so go ahead and open okay, that up. Okay, here we go. Click. Oh, I'm so n- I got like really nervous just then. Okay, 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 okay. <laughs> I see, I see. You changed it up. You you seeing it in the layout? Yeah, right? yeah. You got you got. It's got the different columns. Column. Yes, yes. I think I see the columns you're talking about. I'm seeing like a. Like you got the best, which is the oh, that's a good sledgehammer. Ooh, that's a good sledgehammer. You did good. Oh, you did really good. That's a good <laughs> sledgehammer. So we got at the top, we got the best. Like like on the top of everything, we have for the best the sledgehammer. The mighty sledgehammer. The mighty sledgehammer. I will get that right sometime. And then you've got categories. Right. So I kind of think of it as branches. Okay. So. You start with the best, right? Nothing beats my mm-hmm, sledgehammer. Mm-hmm. Then as you go down the tree, you got different branches or columns. So you got a fun, exciting column, a chill column, a loyalty column, a classy mm-hmm. column. And then once you get down further, it just converges back to just a duck. Like that is the complete middle of mm-hmm. the chart is just mm-hmm. a duck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. duck emoji. Dumb duck. Yes, yes, yes. And then it breaks out again into different branches of how a thing's getting worse. So you can have a boring column, a weird column, a bad <laughs> column, a gross okay. column. And then you have the worst of the worst, which is a skunk. Okay. But then right underneath that is it's so bad it's good, which is the poop emoji, which we talked about last okay, time. Okay, 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 okay. So instead of a, a linear, a pure linear ranking system right right it's the same one we had before with water removed Mm -hmm. and now the icons kind of explicitly put into the different kind of styles and categories we kind of okay okay i i like it because I, i like it for being super expandable like it's really easy to quickly expand this and rank the emojis you can kind of customize it to your individual needs Right. Like, oh, well, I actually, I need a secondary emoji under classy. Like, I need a monocle. <laughs> and then you can add that in. That's and true. And it's really easy because you don't have to, you're not like, oh, well, is the monocle better than, you know, the, the duck? Like, or is it worse than the meatloaf? Like, you've got, it's, it gets categorized now. But it's still leveled and still tiered. <laughs> you only have to do two comparisons <laughs> yeah. at a time. Or I should say one comparison when you have two icons in each column. Right, so right. This simplifies your task tremendously in this Okay, format. okay, okay. I like it. I like <laughs> it. I I I I take a little bit Okay, here's here's my one my one complaint if you're willing to hear it. Okay. Of course. The I don't I don't like I don't like the words. I don't like the words. Not that I'd change the words, but that I'd remove the words. You think it should be completely Language agnostic. Is that what you're saying? I think so. I think so because it, it I, I fear, I worry. I'm a worrier and I worry that <laughs> <laughs> that the words will will chain each emoji into a into a, a, a state of being that they possibly you know, it, rest- it restricts their flexibility. Mm-hmm. It removes the expressive freedom of the person that places the emoji in a ranking of a certain product or movie. Exactly. Is that what you're saying? Exactly. Exactly. That's that's my that's my worry and my concern with the words. <laughs> now I got in my mind this huge like 
matrix like graph of <laughs> strings and emojis in 3D space all moving around each mm-hmm, other mm-hmm. with like connections showing strengths of relationships and, yes yes you know a big huge affinity matrix like you have in video games between mm-hmm. characters but it's emojis and their expressions mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> well see I would I no see see now you're on the right track see I like that I like that a lot because then because that's not going to be confusing no. at all to anyone that's trying no, to then, then... The place an emoji <laughs> you just have to you just it's like it's like language you have to learn the new language and then you can communicate <laughs> almost entirely in emoji without having to without having to deviate to the to the use of words that are that are that are so bland and boring and and restricting you can you can use this flowing list of emoji to to communicate your feelings and thoughts on matters cuz they all have these very intimate connections and relationships with one another inside a very complicated matrix which is which 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 is all language is that's all it is that's all it is we're just we're just (laughs) writing another language now i'm just imagining like you know how in chinese how characters build on each other yeah 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 so like you put you put two characters together and you get a new character that means something different than the two by themselves. Yeah. Yeah. I'm imagining like you're, you're just like splicing different emojis <laughs> together. So you have like a duck with a smiley face and then a top hat and then like, right, right. With the sledgehammer. Right. And you're, you're describing all sorts of crazy things. Right. Purely with emoji yes. additions. Uh, yes, David. Yes. <laughs> this is exa- I mean, I mean like just imagine a party panda, wielding a sledgehammer eating meatloaf like the ex- the depth of expression that can come from that alone is is so much deeper than language can reach oh man i'm just thinking of all the possibilities you could probably make a whole language from a character set of emotions i really i i really think we could i really think we could it wouldn't be too hard i just i mean it takes some time. Okay, I'll make that for V3, a completely accurate <laughs> language, completely consistent language for expressing any emotion or thought. Thank you. Through these 15 that's, emotions that's really, that we have on this page. I like, I like that eventual, eventual version of, of this. I like that a lot. I, 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 I think it will be the best version possible, honestly. Um, I'm really <laughs> excited about that. And then you can have like the the skunk like poo-pooing the the uh the rebel symbol <laughs> with the sad face what does that even mean and that and that mean that could that could express like that you took the worst thing and the worst thing is poo-pooing this thing and it's like this 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 deep expression of like i hate this thing like i hate it to no end <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Your loyalty to how much you hate the thing. Yes, is the worst thing possible. <laughs> exactly, exactly. I like it. I like it. And then, but see, then it's so flexible because each of the words, each of the emojis, will have can can have whatever. It's like a, a very contextual based language. Right. Like you have to you have to understand the other person to really be under <laughs> to really under to really be understood. You know. That that's not a confusing language at all. One that varies with each human that uses it. It's uh, no no problem there. That sounds really easy to learn. Perfect, perfect. 
thought Chinese was hard. Oh but... man, you just we're just getting started. I mean, I mean, oh, then you could do like like background shades to introduce tones. <laughs> yeah, yeah, to make it a tonal oh, <laughs> a tonal pictograph language. The gradients of the colors in the background also is affecting mm-hmm, the mm-hmm. expression of the emotion. Like if you have a purple fading into a yellow, oh, you don't want you don't want to go there, you know. Like you don't want to go there, you know. <laughs> but if you got like a blue fading into a white, it's like, oh yeah, no, I'm down. Like that's great. That's perfect. It's perfect. <laughs> well, with that being said, what did you do for years? Should we open up that I one? I think I think we should go ahead and go, go open that thing up and. Take a look, see. So I have, I have two columns. I I saved the original, okay. and I used the original as a working list, and then I I copied it into a new column to craft and change okay. the the list. All right. So just trying to get an idea of what's changed here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So so let me go through your order just for the list. Yes, yes. So we got Mighty Sledgehammer, mm-hmm. Party Parrot. Mm-hmm. So far, so good. Same. Then you got ice cream and roller coasters right next to each other. Yes, yes. Does that I, mean I was they're interchangeable, or you couldn't decide? I, was, I couldn't decide. <laughs> I was on the fence about ice cream or the roller coaster because I like both of them have use, but I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I'm still working on that one. Okay. Then we got hexagon, mm-hmm. pandas, mm-hmm. top hats. Like a birthday present or like a gift of some mm-hmm. kind. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then you have a bed and water mm-hmm. next to each other. Are those supposed to go together or are those, again, not <sighs> decisive? I Again, it was indecision because the case that you made for water was so good. And I'm having a really <laughs> hard time finding anything to replace water. I did scales at one point. I put scales in there like a, like a, like a ju- the justice, the scales of justice. And... It just, it was all wrong. I just like, I didn't like it because it just seemed too like bland and predictable, you know? I didn't want to be too predictable. Right. I just, I don't want to be too predictable, you know? Because, because I like the, I like the whimsy of the scale. Like, but, but, and so water fits that role so well and it makes me so mad because I don't like having water in the middle, (laughs) but it fits the role so well. I can see you just pasting it into that spot and just be like, yeah. Yeah. Why do you fit so well in that why, spot? Why is this Darn the you. perfect shape? <laughs> it's it's like it's like it's like man, I really didn't want to put the plus sign into the plus sign slotted hole in my toy, but you, you know, it it's a plus sign, you know. What are you going to do about it? It fits like you're just trying to thrust it through the triangle <laughs> slots. Yeah. Like, yeah. Gosh, dang it. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Why do you have to fit in the plus spot? <laughs> All right. Well, I'm glad you were willing to at least, at some degree, put it there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> How yeah. bitterly it may have been. It, it is <laughs> quite bitterly, but um, <laughs> yes, it is there. So then the alternate that I was thinking of was, was the bed, representing, in particular, the great problem of my life, which is that I have to sleep, but sleeping takes eight hours a day. <laughs> so I'm losing eight hours a day to sleep. But I have to sleep. I can't not sleep. And it feels so good to sleep. It's like this It's like this weird equilibrium where I have this love-hate relationship with this thing that I can't exist without. It's not it's, – I think it's how people feel about water, but I feel that that's way. That's exactly about. what I was going to say. I think that's my yeah. opinion of water, but <laughs> – 
That's so interesting that you would describe that of the burden of having to sleep every day. Right. Right. Well, I like I could play so many more games. I could keep up with my friends a lot better if I had an extra eight hours every day, you know? But days are only twenty four hours and I just can't get by without sleep. I just I just, I, just... <sighs> I, I think that's a physical restriction. Like that's not a personal problem, like yes, you no. need sleep. <laughs> <laughs> no, the personal problem is that I have a personal problem with the physical restriction that I've been given. <laughs> like, why can't I? I will, just... I will say though, I've often thought that, man, I'd have such an advantage in this life if I happen to be like the one person in the world that doesn't have to sleep. <laughs> you know how much more you could get, you know, done and how much of a tactical advantage you'd have at your job and everything yes. else you do, you know, like <laughs> I, I do know. Cause I've contemplated it so much because I've, <laughs> you, oh, you could, you'd be unstoppable. You'd be rich and famous and wonderful. <laughs> you'd be able to mature so much faster and live a much more full life. And <sighs> you'd have like, an extra third of your life added on to your life. Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. That's a good point. So that's why the bed is a, is a strong contender, or and or in the same space as water. Okay, <laughs> I'm still undecided. All right. So, sorry. Just going back to the actual list again for the oh, yeah, listeners. Yeah. So I'll start back up at the top just to be clear. Okay. So, okay. Sledgehammer, party parrot. Roller coaster and ice cream, hexagons, pandas, top hats, presents, bed slash water, dumb duck, mm-hmm. filing cabinet, meatloaf, rain cloud, mm-hmm. throwing up, <laughs> radiation, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. if I'm understanding that correctly. Yep, yep, radiation. And then yep. the poop emoji. The poops, yeah, yeah. The happy poops. And then I'm assuming this hexagon is from the CGP Grey video that came out recently about um, hexagons being the best bestagons. Because they're the best bestagons. That's why I had to get hexagon on there. <laughs> you know what? You know what, though? You know what? Instead of a hexagon, it was going to be a windmill. Interesting. To represent f- fans, to represent fandom. Oh. <laughs> but then... But then I don't okay. think you can have a dad joke in your emoji list. No, that's not It's not a dad joke. I just... <laughs> I just wouldn't have to pick. I just wouldn't have to pick. But but you can't argue that hexagons are not the bestagons, and so hexagon seemed like the right choice <laughs> okay. to represent both both fandoms, cults, and strength all together. I was gonna say I would kind of represent more with like efficiency and precision. Mm. It does have a nice like crisp look to it. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm, so. Mm-hmm. I like it. I like see see hexagons. They're the best. I've been converted thoroughly. So, what do you think? What do you think about my order? I like it. I like the addition. I like your additional emojis. I should say. Mm-hmm. Rain cloud. I have some some uh, complaints there. Okay. Uh, okay. Rain cloud in my mind goes up near the top. <laughs> what? Similar to your water complaint. Because <laughs> <laughs> I love rainy days. Okay. So, because you know me, my bitter self, sunshine is a burden. And <laughs> rain is the way to go. <laughs> you have to remember the sun burns my skin. Yeah. Like none other. Yeah. And so the, the sun is not my friend. 
It's my enemy. <laughs> and uh, I will teach my children to disdain the sun yeah, with yeah. all their might. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And so rain clouds are great because that means I don't have to put sunscreen on that day. So. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. So I would not place it so low. <sighs> I, but I can understand why it would be there. But I would personally disagree with that mm-hmm. positioning. Well, see, see, the the thing I was trying to accomplish, okay, I don't like the frowny face. I decided I don't like the frowny face. I wanted, I, I feel like the face has too much predetermined meaning. It's not whimsical enough, you That's know? That's fair. You know, so I was trying to find something, but rain cloud was the only thing I could think of, and I couldn't think of anything better. But also, sunshine can also go in the middle <laughs> with water and sleeping. Because you need it to stay alive. Are we just going to add every controversial icon into the middle no. and just have like <laughs> 30 different emojis you can place there? <laughs> the middle is a very controversial place, David. I just, this is where it's going to be. This is, this is where, this is where raw emotion meets the facts of life. Right. It's right there in the middle, you know? It's, it's yeah. <laughs> Our constant battle within ourself mm-hmm. manifested through 50 different emojis. Yes, yeah. <laughs> All vying for that middle spot. <laughs> so if you can think of anything better, I'm all ears. I do have one more question, though. Okay. Radiation. Why that one last? <laughs> the radiation symbol. I don't. I don't know exactly what I was thinking. I did this earlier today, and I don't know exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> but in my head, I also didn't like the skunk. I don't know why I didn't like the skunk. But I just... I think I don't like skunks. Okay, here's my thing. I think I don't <laughs> like skunks because they're like a weird-shaped cat. Like, I like cats. Cats are perfect. Okay. But then, like, a skunk is, like, almost a cat. But then, like, kind of wide and, like, it kind of wobbles along and and, like... Is is full of smellies. I don't like skunks. I don't like skunks. Is, this, is that the point of the emoji though? To be the no. worst thing that you don't like? <laughs> no, it's the point. But I, but I extra don't like them. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> you don't like them so much you don't even want to see them I... on the list itself. <laughs> yeah, I, I'd be willing to actually put those back to what they were in the order that I have, which would be. Which would be vomit and then skunk and then poops. Okay. <laughs> I'd be willing to ditch radi- radioactive symbol for that. I was going to say, going back to quantum mechanics, I think that's a cool looking symbol personally. I know it has negative connotations, but it's cool looking. <laughs> right. <laughs> it means cool physics stuff, right? <laughs> right, right. Well, that's that was kind of, now that I'm looking at it, I'm like, did I, was I thinking this at the time? But it's like, radiation poisoning like one of the worst possible ways to die and and like radioactive material is really dangerous and then also like super like hardcore and fun and interesting and <laughs> turn into a superhero like in the movies Exa- you know? and... exactly exactly <laughs> amazing science and discovery <laughs> precisely put it in the middle <laughs> put it in the <laughs> just kidding <laughs> What will happen is is all of our emojis will eventually condense into a line of emojis in the middle. That's what's going to happen with the sledgehammer one 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 layer above that. Um, 
<laughs> Sledgehammer. Every other emoji. The poop emoji. <laughs> <laughs> that will be the level of expression that we have. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. I should say all sorts of nerdy jokes about mode collapse and deep learning and regression to the mean are coming to my mind, but I will spare the <laughs> listeners of those. <laughs> Thank you. I, I appreciate that. <laughs> oh, man. Little detour. I watched that video about general relativity. It like sheared my mind in half <laughs> and then rebuilt it in a way that makes so much more sense now. I was like, oh, I get it all of a sudden, kind of. Like, right. gravity is fake. Like, this is perfect because gravity didn't make sense in the first place. <laughs> anyway. Anywho. Going back to emojis. <laughs> so, 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 so. So what do we do? Do we do we go to V3s individually? I At some point, we have to get on the same page, I feel like. <laughs> I feel like... We have to converge at some point. We, I think we do. I think we both have to to give some ground and take some ground... Oh, oh no! Here was one of my questions. That how do you, how do you feel? Okay, 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 okay. I really am disappointed in emojis. <laughs> I I am deeply, <laughs> deeply disappointed. I know, right? Once you like want to start looking into emojis and get the exact things you want, you're actually it's actually surprising how little, how few emojis there are. Yeah. Yeah, there's like nothing. There's like, I, I, so I like really didn't like your campfire emoji in the original document because it's like a campfire on a big black background, and I was like, surely there must be a campfire emoji. This, this. So I go and I do all the googling, and there's nothing. No one's made a little picture of a campfire. Right. And I'm like, so then I'm like, oh well, I want a windmill. Like, let's go for a windmill. There's no windmill emoji. There's not an official windmill emoji. Like <laughs> Unicode or whoever these guys are that are like supposedly the pros and the best and whatever. They they give the thumbs up for all the fancy emojis. And they can't even make all the emojis. Like, come on. <laughs> I need every single object in emoji form. Everything needs to be there. Every emotion. Right. Every facial expression. And every object that I deal with ever in my life. <sighs> <laughs> Which is why you can see that we both branched out to non-emojis in our list. <laughs> yep. They're really just small pictures, which aren't technically emojis. but Right, right, right. Not not official. And it makes me sad. Very, very sad. But that's okay. Maybe once we get the official list ready, then we can give it to the people that make the emojis <laughs> and say, look, this is now the official ranking system for the entire world. You better get on board and get these emojis made quick. Right. This is this is how it is. So uh, you guys better get on board because this is how it is. Right. I'm pretty sure that's all the people did. All these these whoever this Unicode person is, these, this entity that decides the emojis, you know, and has all the numbers and whatever. They're like, we're the official official official. And I'm like, well, then can you make a website that's searchable, like? That doesn't send me to Google to search? Like, what? <sighs> Emojipedia is a good source, but they're not the official people. Right, right. 
to answer your question, though, at least I think what your question was going to be, mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't think we should restrict ourselves to the poor set of icons that the emoji people have actually made. Okay. I say we we allow any relatively simple picture as an icon for now. Okay. Okay. And then when the podcast becomes a force for good, then we can enforce our own structure on the emoji unicode people people (laughs) yes please (laughs) and thank you that's all i really wanted i'm all for this not not only restricting ourselves to the official emoji (sighs) did we even ever talk about how deeply disappointed i am that we moved to emoji and we didn't just remain with emoticons (laughs) i don't think we did talk about this but uh now I'm really scared to start talking about this. No. <laughs> it's not much because we're, we're already like 40 minutes in, and we are we seriously gone past emojis. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we'll talk about it later. A lot of the fire in, in my sails has gone out for that one because I've kind of accepted the way that it is. But you know, <sighs> I think for now, while we're still refining our own systems and our own thoughts i think we should both make our own v3s okay and then at later point not quite yet i think at a later point we can start give and taking emerging our uh different ideas mm-hmm. okay. okay yeah Let, let's let's do it let's do it i yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. maybe one day we'll just we'll just keep going it'll be like version you know 79 and just magically they end up being the exact same. And that's when oh. we know that it's perfect, you know? Right. We both present and there's no differences well, see. <laughs> between our lists. <laughs> this is, no, I like this. It's perfect. I'm only worried that what what will actually happen. See, I, I want that to happen. But see, what I'm worried is that all the time before that, what will slowly happen is that we will divide the listeners between the different ranking systems. Mm. Until we have a serious, a serious problem with with deciding which one is best until they're the same. So, like, around, I think around, like, 56, version 56, I think we'll start to have, like, some serious problems. Like, wars and, you know, <laughs> famines and assassinations and, you know, dangerous <laughs> stuff. Another problem we'll probably have is instead of getting closer, we'll just start infinitely diverging <laughs> until they look absolutely nothing like each other. <laughs> Mine will be but a blank page, and yours will be the 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 matrix of all things in the universe. A four D representation projected into three D on a simulated computer. Yes, <laughs> like you can spin and yes, yes, yes. all sorts of crazy things. I I love it. I love this. If this is how <laughs> we diverge and this is how the podcast ends, I think it'll be okay. I think I think I can accept that. <laughs> the emojis singularity <laughs> in the universe. In many evolutions from now, in many versions from now, I I I I do hope that one of those two wonderful things happens. I believe you had another problem well solved, sir. I do indeed. I have a wonderful problem well solved. I have gone to the length of titling this problem well solved. <laughs> and the 
I'm pretty excited about this. So, so as <laughs> how how long did you work on this title? Just out of curiosity. Uh, oh no, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I was stewing about this for several days. So, several days. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. It's not a very creative title, but so here's here's my problem well solved. Okay. Okay. This one. This 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 story, I'm calling the lie and sneak of custard. (laughs) 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 As with many things that I bring up, this one has to do with, of all things, food and of all kinds of food, (laughs) dessert and of all kinds of dessert. Surprise! The (laughs) surprise, surprise! The most wonderful, one of the most wonderful desserts, custard. Okay. Okay. I'm liking where this is heading. <laughs> yeah, okay, okay. That's good. That's good. So I used to I I uh the f- the first time that I can remember really kind of falling in love with custard was uh about mm, four or six years ago. I was up in Hawaii and I had a custard pie. Okay. I was given a custard pie to try. Okay. And uh, I can't remember the name of the bakery. I don't know what it was from. But I tried this custard pie. It was just a pie crust with custard in it. So if, for people who don't know, I'm going to get into it. Uh, custard. Custard is like a, like it's a think, think, think jello, but think like milk and egg based jello. <laughs> like it's like, it's like got the gelatinous structure, but it's, but it's got, it's, it's made with eggs and with milk and sugar, and you just, you just, it's, it's, oh, it's really good. Here, I'll, custard, I'll look up a definition so that we can get official. Custard <laughs> is a variety of culinary preparations based on milk or cream cooked with, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, so boring. It's a delicious pudding-like thing made with <laughs> eggs. And, <laughs> Aaron, Aaron's official food dictionary. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> Much better than any Webster dictionary you can look up. <laughs> It's like it's like if Jello and pudding and eggs all got together, and that's what it's like. So, I tried this custard, and this custard pie was absolutely stunning. Like it was, the crust was like this perfect, chewy pie crust, and then the custard was this wonderful, sweet, soft texture with with this like like hint of egg at the end. Like, just a tiny little hint of the stuff at the very end that <laughs> okay. made you just want to keep on eating it and eating it. Oh, my gosh, I ate so much of that stuff. It was so <laughs> good. So, for many, 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 many days, I thought to myself, custard, like, in, in my mind, custard was a, was a difficult food item to make. You know, this is this is a difficult item, and the thing that makes it difficult. Okay, we're get, we're gonna get into baking one on one here. The thing that makes <laughs> it difficult, the thing that scared me about custard was the tempering of the eggs. So tempering is is when you're trying to change. Uh, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say it this way. It's when you're like trying to change like the reactive temperature of the item. So one thing you do is temper chocolate which is trying to change the point at which the chocolate melts and the the way in which it hardens. Okay. 
And when you temper when you temper eggs in a recipe, imagine you take eggs and you throw them into boiling water. Well, that's egg drop soup, and it makes like egg chunks in the soup. But to temper the egg is is to bring the egg to a temperature. You rise the temperature slowly to to get it so that it doesn't it doesn't turn into scrambled eggs in your baking dish. It just remains right. an egg. It remains that uh, that egg. I don't know. It remains a liquid, basically, instead of becoming a solid. Okay. I did not know that. That's actually fascinating. Yeah. <laughs> That's really yeah. cool. <laughs> right? Like, it's 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 really neat, because if you were to just put it in the pan, it would scramble the eggs. And, and that's the problem with, with custard. That's, the, that's the, the scary part that I had for custard, was like, I don't want to make a custard, because I'm worried that I'm going to put those eggs in, and I'm going to scramble, I'm going to have a scrambled eggs <laughs> custard. I'll have ice cream and scrambled eggs, which, <laughs> yeah, sounds really gross. <laughs> scrambled eggs ice cream, which just does not sound very good. So, a couple years back, I made a lemon custard pie. And I actually pulled it off. I actually successfully tempered the eggs and I made a custard pie. And I was, I felt great about it. But, but the fear <laughs> remained, you know, I, I had, I had done this thing, but I hadn't conquered it. I hadn't, right. I hadn't come to terms with it. Was it just it. a fluke? Was I, it just a one-off thing? Exactly. How could I know? I couldn't know. And I, I didn't, I didn't go near custard for a while. I didn't try and make any for a while. So then not long ago. I was able to go to a baking class and learn how to make custards. It was great. It was it was okay. so much fun. Okay. <laughs> baking classes, highly recommended. Okay. Good to know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it's, lo- it's lots of fun. And, uh, you know, all the materials were prepared for me. And, and they had a recipe. And we just followed the recipe. No big deal. We got to use real vanilla beans. Okay. Let me tell you what. Real vanilla beans are, like, pretty fun to cut open and get, like, all the vanilla beans <laughs> out of it. Like, because, like, it's, like, this, like, dried up, like, husk. But it's not, it's not, like, it's not, like, bark. It's not, like, like, uh, dry and crunchy, right. like, bark. It's, like... It's like, uh, imagine like a green bean that's been sitting on the counter for like a couple weeks. Like that's, that's kind of the texture you got. And so <laughs> then you take the knife and you just barely cut into the top layer and you fold it open, you, you flay it open and you take your knife and you scrape it and you get all this like black stuff on the end of the knife and you pop it in and you mix it up and it's bam, it's vanilla bean in your, in your food. Oh, so fun. So fun. Aaron, I'll just, I just want to point something out. Yes. I think I'd be willing to take a baking class if you were the teacher. <laughs> <laughs> I think I would have a grand time if you taught me how to bake. Uh, just uh, by the way you described <laughs> it. Anyways, that continue would, on with your story. <laughs> that would be delightful. And I will consider that as a possible activity for us to do. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so we're making these custards. And all of a sudden, all of a sudden... It clicked, okay? And I was like, oh, it's really easy to temper eggs. Like, it's really not that hard. You just take the boiling mixture, and you just take a spoon, and you just take a whisk, and you take the whisk, and you start mixing up your your eggs. You start whisking your eggs, your egg mixture. You put sugar Mm -hmm. and the eggs together. Anyway, you take your egg mixture, and you start whisking it, and then you pour in a spoonful at a time this the hot boiling mixture. Right. And as you do that, it, it, it slowly rises the temperature of the eggs enough so that they, then you can, once you get like, you know, like a third or a half of them 
mixture in. You just dump it back in. No big deal. No big deal. Okay? Right. And then it's not, no scrambled eggs. You know? It's great. (laughs) It's basically custard at that point, you know? Well, you still got to bake it, but the baking, it's kind of hard, actually. But that's beside the point. So, (laughs) so, so, so. So where does the lie come in? This is what I've been waiting for. (laughs) (laughs) The lie and the sneak. So, Creme brulee. Okay. Okay. <laughs> what What do you think of when I think of when? What do you think of when I say creme brulee? Like, what is what's, what comes to mind? Is that the one where they have the sugar on top that they torch to give it that like crusty? Yep. Um. Yeah. I mean, it's good. It's not something I eat a lot because I don't have like a flamethrower to just you know <laughs> torch sugar on the top of my <laughs> desserts. But overall, it, I like it. Okay, 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 good, good. Um, exactly, you got it exactly right. Creme brulee, you got the creme part, and you got the brulee part. The brulee part is the fire part, and the creme part is the the base that, that the sugar goes on top of, right? Creme brulee, easy peasy. Okay. And I always, okay, I always held creme brulee in this very fancy regard, right? This very... right posh and sophisticated hard to do very expensive to buy you know if we were getting creme brulee it was a big deal you know we, this right. was a high class restaurant you know this was a this was a special occasion right and so at this class we learned we were making learning to make custards and creme brulee and i was like okay great easy peasy easy peasy we got this and so we made our custards, and we had these beautiful little custards in uh, little dishes. And we actually made a chocolate custard as well. It was delightful. Um, <laughs> but we had our regular, just a regular vanilla custard in these dishes. And he was like, "Okay, now we're gonna do the now we're gonna do the creme brulee." And I'm like, "Okay, sweet." And then all he does is he took sugar and he poured it on top of the custard and brulee it. <laughs> okay. And, and all of a sudden. <laughs> I felt this betrayal. This is, I felt lied to. All of a sudden I realized <laughs> custard is not that hard to make. And creme brulee is just brulee custard. <laughs> this is not as fancy or as difficult as I have been led to believe my whole <laughs> life. I've been lied to. And I don't know who lied to me, but... I feel like everyone lied to me, you know, David? Okay. This, this lying, sneaking custard that's just like, oh, I'm just, <laughs> I'm really hard to make. And then he's not that hard to make. And he's like, and then creme brulee's like, I'm really fancy. And then you pull his top hat off and surprise, <laughs> he's just custard. And you're like, oh my gosh, how could you all lie to me like this? I see. <sighs> so the the lie is that it was hard to make and the sneak is that Creme brulee is just custard. Exactly. But you also happen to have a flamethrower with you to <laughs> torch the top. Unless bruleeing is something you can do without a flamethrower torch thing, but I don't that's the only know. way I can envision it. I think it has to be done with some kind of torch. I've never seen it done with anything other than like a little butane or a propane torch. Uh, the propane torch was actually a lot easier to use than the butane one. But that's beside the right. point, okay? Because <laughs> the lie and sneak of custard, exactly. The lie is that it was hard, and the sneak is that 
it was fancy. Like, right. <laughs> it's just, I just, I, I felt lied to. But then this dawned in my mind. Okay, okay. Then, then, I'm beginning to come to terms with this because, because the beautiful thing is that while it is easy to make, you just you need to do it twice and then you can do it. Okay, twice and you can, you've got it. Okay. Because <laughs> it's easy to make. And, okay, and it's perceived as fancy. Right. This is really just a problem well solved, okay? Because somebody <laughs> was like, how do I impress people without actually doing anything that's actually difficult? And they were like, duh, creme brulee. Like, I can do that. Anyone can do that. That's easy peasy. <laughs> and so I think, I think, David, that's how, I think that's how I've, I, I, I came to the conclusion that the line sneak of custard is actually a problem well solved. <laughs> the problem being is that you want to be fancy and you want to be cool and you want to show off. And this is the way you can do it. You can make custard and turn it into creme brulee and it's easy. <sighs> <laughs> I have so many thoughts right now, but I can't, I can't organize them effectively in my mind. <laughs> <laughs> okay okay take your time take your time <laughs> I, I guess i'm a little concerned about the moral that we just learned today from your description here that <laughs> a good facade is actually a good way to solve a problem you don't actually have to solve the problem correctly you just have to have a good perception that you are solving the problem somehow? Um, uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, <laughs> people, you want to think, you want people to think highly of you, don't you? Like, I thought everyone wanted that. Um, Deceit <laughs> and manipulation are great tools for yeah, <laughs> benefiting yeah. our lives. I figured it. No, I, don't I figured know if it I out. can necessarily endorse that, but <laughs> I, I figured out the true title. Okay, I just barely figured it out. The lie. Okay, here we go. The lie and sneak of custard is the lie and sneak of Aaron. That <laughs> that is the true title. Why not just call it like reflections, a life in custard or something? <laughs> Aaron and custard. Two in the same. <laughs> he seems really fancy and complicated, but he's not. He's super easy. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Life built on deceit and manipulation. <laughs> <laughs> Reflections on custard. If you want to impress people, you don't have to try that hard. You just have to look <laughs> fancy. Work harder, not smarter when it comes to your ways of <laughs> impressing people. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I, um, yeah, I'm only slightly embarrassed that <laughs> the problem that I'm trying to solve is not exactly morally great, ethically <laughs> in the right place, but yeah, it's okay, it's okay. <laughs> okay, so other than the complete moral degradation that we're promoting here mm -hmm, mm -hmm. in terms of facades that hide our incompetencies can be a good thing. Um, <laughs> I do. I do think it's interesting that I've I've actually experienced a similar thing, not with desserts per se. Uh -huh. By the way, everything you just explained was again fascinating to me because I didn't know this. Cool. Um, 
but it doesn't surprise me that those desserts are not that hard to make. Mm -hmm. But with my wife and I, we've been trying to uh, change up our, you know, our diet and not our diet, but more of just like what we eat, you know, so we're not always eating the same thing every week, you know. Yeah, I gotcha. So we've been trying a lot of new things. Yeah. And then I'm I'm just often surprised on how much a little thing in food can cause a big difference. Mm-hmm. Just like with Mexican food, for example, my wife started making homemade tortillas. Yeah. And like everything we eat is instantly like a million times better. And really? it's like, is that all we were missing to make that burrito go from <laughs> a five to a, a nine was to use a homemade tortilla? And then, you know, everything is instantly better, you know, or... You know, mm-hmm. s- silly things like that where you, you just add in one little ingredient that's higher quality or something you did better or something different. It's like, wow, yeah. that is way more amazing. Like we started adding um, whipping cream mm-hmm. or uh, heavy cream to our curries and stuff. Yeah, and okay, yeah. And it's like that instantly makes the curry way better than really? what it is without it, you know? Like I used to do coconut milk. Mm-hmm. But like heavy cream, way better for curry. <laughs> anyway, so just Ooh, lots like of little that. things like that when we've been experimenting, and I just go like, "That's all it was. Like, that's all I needed to have this amazing food." You know, that's excellent. That's I'm this. I, you're right. Like, you're totally right. It's the little things <laughs> that make such a difference. In because no, see, because I had the same experience with. With a pan of brownies the other day, I <laughs> again with desserts. But, again, yeah, with desserts. <laughs> My favorite meal is dessert. You, um, you do actually like eat dinner, right? Like you have an actual meal that isn't just sugar bread or cream, right? <laughs> so these brownies. <laughs> My dinner of brownies. Um... <laughs> I was at my mom's house. No, I do eat food. Don't worry. I do eat food. Except for around Halloween time, that line becomes a little fuzzy because <laughs> I have a lot of extra Halloween candy lying around because our party got canceled. So, um, <laughs> but, but, but these brownies I had, okay, I was, I was eating them at my mom's house and like, I took one bite and I was like, oh my gosh, this might be the best brownie I've ever had in my whole life. And I was trying to figure it out. And I was trying to figure it out. I was looking at the flavor profile and trying to figure out what was different about them. And all of a sudden it <laughs> dawned on me. I was like, there's cinnamon in these brownies. Like, the cinnamon adds this warmth and flavor that regular brownies just don't have on their own. Oh, my. And it was just, oh, it was. It transformed these brownies <laughs> into this heavenly. There's nothing different about that brownie. There's brownies. But they have cinnamon in them, and that little bit of cinnamon changes everything. So I agree 100% because I have experienced exactly the same thing. That's amazing. Well, and it's like the creme brulee. Like, the only thing that's different is a a little bit of sugar and a torch, and that turned your custard into creme brulee. Like, it's not a big difference. Right. But, oh, it makes all the difference. Dude, have you had creme brulee recently? Oh, it's so good. <laughs> I had about a year ago. Anyways, I have two additional thoughts. Okay, okay. One with food and then one with lies and deception in general, I guess. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'm on board. I'm, I'm following. My first thought is I wish when, like, recipes were online and stuff, I know in a perfect universe 
I would be able to follow a recipe exactly as stated. Yeah. And follow it with all the measurements and stuff. But I have no patience for like, oh, let me get out a cup for this and a half a cup and a teaspoon and a tablespoon. Nobody's got time for that. And so <laughs> I'm often just estimating like mm-hmm, how much mm-hmm. of each quantity I need, which in most cases like doesn't matter. You know, yeah, like if right. you did a cup of water versus two thirds cup of water in this dish or whatever. But like certain ingredients, like that, that balance is really important, right? Like mm-hmm. you got to nail that. And so there's a lot of times that recipes would be like color coded of like how important the quantity is in that <laughs> recipe. You know, like, <laughs> yeah, green's yeah. like, yeah, just guess, put in a couple of it, a little bit of it in and see how right, it goes, right. you know. And then yellow's like, you should get pretty close. And then red's like, measure this exactly or you are going to fail yes. in this recipe, you know. Yes. And so, <laughs> and like also just like color coding, because a lot of recipes, it's like they have all this, all these ingredients that you should include. And it's like, you should have a teaspoon of paprika and it's like mm. well if i don't include that teaspoon like is that really gonna matter in this giant <laughs> bowl of soup or whatever it is right you know? right so like a lot of times i really question like is that ingredient even necessary mm-hmm. um so it just would be nice if there was like prior- priority listings for each ingredient in a recipe so i knew exactly which ones i have to be more precise on to get it right and especially like sometimes you're cooking something and you realize you're missing like one or two ingredients, and it's like, should I still do it? Like, should I, should I still give it a try, you know? <laughs> right, And sometimes right. you can, you know, if it's that teaspoon of paprika, it's like, well, who cares? But Right, you know, right. It'd also be nice to know, like, red means do not do this recipe if you do not have this ingredient. Right, yeah, yeah. It's like, it. yes, I agree wholeheartedly <laughs> because... Exactly, because sometimes you need the, yes, you need the exact amount. Like with creme brulee, if you put too much sugar on top, you don't get a nice, perfect, glassy layer. You get like a, like a, like a sugary bottom on your glassy layer, and that's no good. (laughs) And if you put too little, you just burn the creme. Like, I don't want to burn the creme. I don't want to brulee the creme itself. You know, I'm trying to brulee the sugar on top of the creme. Right. And so, I, I agree and I would appreciate that. I would appreciate a lot of changes to the way that we do recipes, honestly. <laughs> I just do, I we, really... do we need to build another affinity matrix in 2D rotational space? <laughs> <laughs> that shows exactly how much ingredients matter. Yes. In the recipe. And yes. And yes. And yes. I think that's great. You could have little, oh, you could color code like plus signs or minus signs too to be like, oh, when I make this, I usually put a little bit less of this in, but you can put in whatever you want. You know, it's like a green minus sign <laughs> or like a, like a red plus right. sign is it's like, this is what we say, but you should almost definitely put more in right? <laughs> than what I'm saying. Like chocolate chip cookies, like they should be more than what you were thinking for chocolate chips, like more chocolate chips right. than you were thinking. It would be nice. It also would just be nice if like, if you've ever gone to a recipe site, I hate that you have to scroll to like the very bottom. 
to get all the ingredients. Have you ever noticed that? It drives me crazy. Have I? Have I ever noticed that? I have indeed, my friend. I have indeed. <laughs> and you know, it's it's one of my items on my list of of complaints uh, it, to bring up in the show someday. And today is that day. Okay, slideshow cooking sites. Okay, I and and biography cooking sites. I will not stand for this nonsense. Some of them have started to include. Buttons that will take you straight to the recipe. I appreciate those websites. But see, what I don't understand is why why I need you to tell me how to make it in all these wordy words. Paragraphs and paragraphs <laughs> of, oh, it was a wonderful summer morning and I put in, you know, two cups of flour. And you got to get it just right. You, you got to wait just so. And all this nonsense. And my, my dog was there and it was one. No. No, I just want the recipe. I want I want amounts in weight and I want directions in clarity. That's what I want. I don't I don't need right. uh, and then and then the slideshow cooking sites, David. <laughs> David. Basically any slideshow website, I basically the premise is that you click next. You you have a it's like oh I'm gonna go through the you know the the ten best recipes for this thing and you're like okay great let's let's get clicking, and you start clicking through the the slideshow and you're like okay that was fun but none of these are the recipe I want I'm gonna go back to my search so you go and you press the back button, only to find out in horror that it takes you back one slide every time you press the back <laughs> button instead of just taking you off of the website back to your Google search I'm like. Why would I want to back up through every slide? That's why you have the arrow <laughs> buttons. I thought that's what the whole point of the place was. <sighs> if there's any any description of what like a tech person's hell would be, <laughs> it'd be going through a slideshow, a hundred slides in to try and get information, and then be forced to go back through each one of the slides to get back right. to Google. <laughs> Because you can't. I know just... what you're talking about, though. It is awful. I yeah. hate when that happens. I, I, and it's not like it's not like you can't you can't just go back and Google it again. Okay, you know why? Because you were on the thirtieth page of Google. It's not like you want to <laughs> dig. You, you're stuck clicking no matter what you gotta do. Ugh, just, ugh, I'm glad that you also feel great frustration with this, and I think this is a problem that we should think of a solution for right this moment because i cannot i will not stand although i am sitting so that's okay <laughs> the solution is pretty obvious you just abolish any site that uses slideshows Abol no i th i think abolish is too kind you've done <laughs> too little david i am not simply content with abolishing the websites okay <laughs> Blow up the server that hosts the websites I, that I, allows for such things to exist on the internet. I want to create a black hole <laughs> right where that bit of data is stored on the server. I want a black hole to form and to suck the whole data center into it. And then I want the haunting of the people who thought it was a good idea. I think that's it. I think that's enough. <laughs> the haunting? The haunting, like yes. Ghosts visit them? Yes, yes. Frequently? Preferably my ghost. Because <laughs> I'm the most fired up about it. <laughs> wow. I think that, that, I think that would be enough. 
I, <laughs> I want the spaghettification of the code that caused my sadness and inconvenience. <laughs> and I want the creators to never forget what they did to me. Yeah. Yeah. I've I've heard you have some pretty strong like <laughs> negative consequences, but that's pretty much the strongest <laughs> one I've heard you put on the show. <laughs> it is Never pretty thought good. it would be for recipe websites. <laughs> <laughs> I got all these world problems, and I'm sitting here wanting to haunt people into oblivion for for making me have to have to scroll through their biography. It's like, ugh. and then. Okay, and then, you know what's unforgivable? Is when the recipe is buried inside the biography. Oh, yeah. Like, you can't actually extract the recipe. That, that is unforgivable. I cannot abide that. If I can't find the ingredient list in, like, five seconds or less, then I'm <laughs> Exactly, exactly. <laughs> but apparently now I need to start... If I can't find the ingredient list in five seconds or less, I need to start sending the kill code yes. to the yeah. server that hosts yes. that site that starts the singularity yes. and, and sends an Aaron ghost to haunt the writer. This is no, this is this is perfect. I think. See, this is actionable. We just we just install a back door on every data center, okay? Every day, and then. And, as a black hole maker inside yes. of it. <laughs> yes. Perhaps a small one. Maybe we could just erase like the hard drive. Spaghettify the hard drive that contains the information. <laughs> but only the one, you know. Just we don't need to make all of them. We can just do the one. Because we don't want to actually get rid of the data centers. We like the data centers. They're good. The data that they center is not amazing sometimes, but the data center I have nothing against. Right. Perhaps I'm being too harsh. Perhaps. No, I I think it's merited. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> problem solved. Uh, next uh, next problem. Because <laughs> weaponizing a triggerable black hole mm -hmm, mm -hmm. would have no negative consequences on the rest of the world whatsoever. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I don't. I could see no other maluse of a device like that. <laughs> right? Yeah. No. I. Not. No. Yeah. No. It would be silly <laughs> to think that anything else bad could happen with something like that. You know. It's true. Anyways, I totally forgot what we were talking about before this. <laughs> I'm losing track left and right of where our discussions go. Custard. Custard. We were talking about. You were talking about. Recipe websites. You're talking about recipe websites. Right. Okay, here's my other big complaint, though. Is that for some reason, instead of just giving everyone a kitchen scale, we give them cups and me all these measuring cups and measuring spoons. When, in reality, the correct way to measure things, I learned, is by weight. Weight is the only way to ever know exactly how much of the thing you've got. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? Interesting. You saw what I'm saying? Like, like I learned that professional bakeries, they do it by weight. They don't do it by volume hmm. because weight will give you an accurate measurement. So like your flour, you can measure it a couple different ways with a measuring cup, but you can only get so much weight if you're doing it. You can only, you can fine tune the weight as much as you need, which allows you to mm -hmm. be more precise 
with your with your recipes. I can see that. If everything had to be, you know, perfectly flat on your measuring cup, especially I guess teaspoons and tablespoons would be prone to error. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, that makes sense. I mean, weight and volume should be directly proportional, but <laughs> I can see why there's errors in the technique of the measurement itself. Right, right, right. Well, it's hard to see, like you say you got one of those. Anyway, anyway, this is I'm quickly sending us off on the wrong road. So my first thought was that I feel like they need to change recipes based on color coding, etc. Mm-hmm. Agreed. So it'd be easier to measure. Um, and how one ingredient can really change what you end up with, right? Right, right. But overall, another thing that I find very frustrating with like the food industry, yeah. when I think about it, is like my wife and I recently got an air fryer. Ooh, okay. And even though an air fryer, when you think about it, is just like a convection oven. Yeah. Where the, the food's suspended instead of being on the plate. Yeah. It's amazing how many things taste better when they come out of an air fryer. Really? Instead of being baked. Yeah, because, I mean, you just spray the oil and you put it in this little suspended grid-looking thing. I don't even know how to describe it. <laughs> it's in the air a little bit instead right. of being flat on the sheet, you know? Yeah. And... It's obviously not the same as deep frying something, but you get that nice crisp t- taste that you normally get when you fry stuff. Yeah. And so we've been trying all sorts of things in there, and it's been really fun, and it's been really good. And But just like when I think about the food industry overall, it's just incredibly frustrating because when I think about a lot of places that I like to eat, mm-hmm. I say to myself, if I had the same quality of ingredients that they have and the same machines they have, I could totally do what they do, right? I could totally right. make what they have. Like, there's no... I yeah. mean, obviously, there, obviously, certain chefs have very specific expertise, especially in the really, like, fancy culinary arts. Mm-hmm. You know, but, like, most of the restaurants you go to and you get food, it's not like they're hiring world-class chefs. They're just right. getting people that need a job, you know, and they yeah, yeah. teach them how to make the recipe, and they do it, you know? Like, there's nothing magical about food, so it's always just really frustrating that... They can charge this much for a meal, mm-hmm. even though if you could get all the ingredients yourself, it'd be way cheaper if you could just get the amount that you need for that small <laughs> meal, you know? And right, yeah. So it, it just sometimes I just look at the stuff and I just go like, man, I could have made that. <laughs> you know, if I really, <laughs> I, right, I could if do I that. really could have accessed all the ingredients I need, I, I could have made that. That wouldn't have been hard, but I just paid 10 bucks for it or whatever it is, you know? Yeah, yeah. I, f- I find that interesting that you find that frustrating. I I, I think that's a little bit funny, just because like <laughs> I've never had I don't I don't remember having that frustration of like oh if only if only I I could I could make that too like that's not it's not that hard you know it's not that difficult. I won't I won't tell you how many things I've tried to make at home that I've seen at restaurants and stuff that Ooh. I'm trying to replicate. But what what kind of stuff? It's like, usually not successful. It's usually not successful. <laughs> name one. Name one. Tell me one. Tell me your favorite, your the the most disastrous one. Most disastrous. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. Um, probably like barbecue wings or like honey chipotle wings. Okay. Tried that once. I can't get the sauce down. Turns out the sauces for wings are more tricky than you would think, really? especially for someone like me. That's like, oh, I'll throw a teaspoon of that in, and 
Okay, that looks right. <laughs> yeah, someone knows <laughs> sauces are very balanced or very particular with ingredients. <laughs> you and my wife both cook the same way. Oh, just, just put a little of that and a little of that. No, it needs a little more of that. And ah, I just uh, no, no. There is a recipe that is to be followed until you can guarantee that you know what will happen when you add something else in or change the amount. Anyway, anyway, that's my. Uh... <laughs> Which is why I need the color code. Exactly the color code to help to help to help to, to help guide your heresy. <laughs> You're not gonna not follow the directions. Well, then at least try. You know, I don't want someone to solve my problem, my internal problem. I want them to just justify my sins and give me more means <laughs> of doing what I like to do when I cook. <laughs> Anywho, Perfect. so most disastrous is probably sauce. sauce. Wing sauce. One of the best ones I've done, though, is probably like fried shrimp or like Malibu chicken. Oh, yeah? Turns out those aren't too hard to make. What's Which one's what's Malibu chicken? That's when you do like Swiss cheese and ham on chicken, maybe with a little like mustard sauce on it. Hmm. It's really good. We might have to get together and make some Malibu chicken and some custard sometime, because <laughs> I cannot remember if I've ever had Malibu chicken. It's good. I mean, depending on who you ask, it kind of varies, but the Malibu chicken I like is you just get those chicken patties at Costco, you know, and yeah, throw ham and cheese and put them in the air fryer, and bada-bing, bada-boom, you got <laughs> Bada-bing, <chicken>. exactly. <laughs> you don't have to go to a nice restaurant and pay, you know, for a nice steak and malibu chicken plate or something like that right right i know it's kind of funny is like until i had an air fryer mm-hmm. there was a lot of foods i was willing to pay for at restaurants because i would say to myself oh well i'll never own a deep fryer so sure i'll you know pay for your onion rings or whatever it is or your mozzarella sticks yeah or, yeah, yeah. Know, lots of the fried foods we like but now i'm like getting more and more cynical and skeptical <laughs> Maybe I could make those onion rings at home. Why not? I got an air fryer. Yes. I don't need your your deep fryer ways. I can make this on my own. The air fryer has empowered you to throw down the shackles that current restaurants, <laughs> modern restaurants have placed upon you with their fancy deep fryers and their oil. I've become a new man with my air fryer. Yeah. <laughs> A man capable of making any fried dish he pleases. <laughs> right. It's beautiful. It's beautiful, David. It's a, it's an empowering story. It makes me feel like I can go out and seize the world if only I had an air fryer. It's just it's how I feel. <laughs> that's you know, the that's, key. That's the key. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> Everyone thinks, oh, it's you know, it's it's being a really likable person or oh it's working really hard. No, no. False, wrong. <laughs> bad it's having an air fryer that's the key to success now i want you to do like because we talked about the elevator problem last time mm-hmm. and having you come talk to my students i want you to do like a motivational yes guest lecture for my students about what leads to success I, I would love <laughs> intentionalism and air fryers air fryers <laughs> if you are not intentional about getting yourself an air fryer and you will not succeed in life. You will fail. Just like every person who ever made a slideshow cooking website. It's they perfect. didn't have air fryers because they didn't understand <laughs> simplicity and beauty and elegance what? in your deep fried foods. <laughs> you want to eat creme brulee? You want to be happy? You want to solve problems? You want to have lots of money? 
air fryer. And how are you going to get it? By being intentional about buying an air fryer today. Maybe I should work for an air frying company and be a salesman. Yeah, that was a pretty good pitch. I <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I think I could have a future as a salesman. I hate sales. I hate being a salesman. I have to be honest. After all this discussion, I still don't know what <laughs> what we've learned <laughs> from all this, other than <laughs> Custard lied to you, but you are also a lie within yourself, and <laughs> I, I also... like air fryers. <laughs> we hate slideshow websites. <laughs> oh man, it feels like episodes of feels like an episode of that uh, show my wife watches, where like, what's going on? The fire guy's dead but not dead anyway what we've learned is nothing (laughs) and what we've gained is the knowledge that custard is a dirty rotten liar and (laughs) the air fryer is the key to your success in life because you my friend are very successful and i think (laughs) that the air fryer has spurred you on to this success right even though it's been it you haven't had it forever it's been there forever. Right. It was like a, a destiny to obtain one. Yeah. And, <laughs> and every good thing in my life has been precursed by this purchase of this air fryer. <laughs> exactly. I. This is what we've learned. I am satisfied. <clears throat> I have spoken. <laughs> my, my, my whole life would have been different. Past and future, if I had chosen not to get that air fryer. Exactly. This is this is sadness, misery, dismay, and an inability to eat fried food when you wanted it. That's what would have would have been and will be. Abandon all hope, ye who enter here. Exactly. Exactly. That air fryer, man. I need to get an air fryer. Abandon all hope, ye who enter here without an air fryer. <laughs> without an air fryer. <laughs> is that like that's like the way to get in right that's like to get into the cool person club where there's where there's custard and and crudite and and all <laughs> manners of of freestyle machines that don't make you think about what you want and <laughs> just happiness and joy hey i just figured out a solution to my freestyle problem oh yeah okay. it should just it should just it should just give me a random drink every time <laughs> Like there should just should be a random button. Exactly. That makes what? a lot of sense actually. Just a I, <laughs> I know. This is a good idea cuz I always have a hard time choosing a drink. <laughs> what if I could just press a button and it would just give me a drink and I don't have to worry about what kind of drink it was because it doesn't matter because it's probably just going to taste like sugar and a little bit fruity anyway. Like <laughs> I just wanted sugar and fruity or a little bit little bit cola. Like that's all I wanted. <sighs> I'm sure you could do it like after three or four tries, you're definitely going to get something you like at least, right? Maybe the first yeah. try is not the best and the second one isn't, but then the third one's like, okay, this is what I want, you know? Right, right. Well, the first time it tries to mix like like a like a high C mint cola and you're like, oh my gosh. <laughs> but Ginger like... ale with <laughs> raspberry and Dr. Pepper or something. I don't know. Oh, I don't know. I don't know, David. That sounds pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> see it's... i guess i don't like ginger ale that's my problem <laughs> oh i see i see wait wait so do you like what's the bungaberg that you like oh ginger beer it's the ginger beer that you like the bungaberg ginger beer 
I, that's more just nostalgic because I had it okay. in Australia a lot. But right, right. I wouldn't. I wouldn't go to it for like my favorite drink or anything. Just no, 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 no. Okay, had okay. Three times. Right, right. Okay. That's pretty much a ginger ale, to be fair. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. I didn't know you didn't like ginger ale though. That's interesting. Ginger ale's ginger ale's sharp. Ginger ale's really sharp. Um, but it's really hard to make a bad combination of soda flavors. Like, you take your top three favorite sodas and you mix them together. Usually it just tastes like soda. Like, <laughs> generic right. soda flavor. Like, it's not a big deal. Especially if you get, like, a diet in there with some aspartame flavor. Mm. I wish soda machines had the heavy cream. Have you ever added heavy <gasps> cream to a soda? Yes. So good. Why haven't they done this yet? That's a genius idea, David. <laughs> Probably because it's super expensive no. compared to the soda. I don't care about the cost. I am willing to pay to get heavy cream in my sodas every time I go to a freestyle machine. I mean, True. that would be amazing. I would double or triple the amount of times I go to a freestyle machine <laughs> if they added that. You would go to a restaurant just to use the freestyle machine. No, yeah, yeah, no. It'd be go to the restaurant, buy a drink. Don't don't go to the restaurant for food. Just drinks. Just drinks all the way. <laughs> drinks and desserts, because apparently that's all you eat anyways. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just get a get I'll just take their whatever their brownie Sunday Supreme and just take it over to the freestyle machine, dump it in the cup, pour a bunch of heavy cream on there and squirt some cola in there and just call it a freaking call it dinner, you know? <laughs> That sounds really good and also really gross. <laughs> it's really time. good. Oh man, you know what? That makes me want. That makes me want some brownies with like a little bit of the cola flavor. Mm. I should try that to make some good. of that. That sounds really good. <laughs> I think the real lesson we learned today is that having you talk about food always leads to a tangent in discussion. <laughs> <laughs> I have no, I have no idea where we ended up after um, all this discussion. But neither have I. We continued a tangent. <laughs> no, but we did. I did, no, no. See, I am going to have my one takeaway: is that a random button on a freestyle machine is the solution to my problem. I am willing. <laughs> I am willing to put all of my money on that being the best solution to my problem. They don't even have to change anything because it's just a setting, you know. It's just, it's just a digital thing. They just roll it out as an update, and it's just a little random button. Be like, what do you, you right. don't know, don't know what you want? Press this button. And just drink whatever we feed you. Custard lied to Aaron, and mm-hmm. so Aaron needs a random button on his soda on machine. His freestyle machine, right? <laughs> That's what we learned today. And an air fryer. And an and, air fryer. And an air fryer. <laughs> and if I want to be successful in life, I must get an air fryer. This is the correlation. Okay. <laughs> the most successful people I know have an air fryer. So <laughs> that, that's you. You're the most successful people I know. Thank you. It. <laughs> it's all because of deception and manipulation. It's all but... of deception. <laughs> <laughs> that lie and sneak and custard. <laughs> Excellent. Reflections. We can just title this one Reflections on Life and Custard with, with David and Aaron. <laughs> it's a little long, but I think it works.